You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome to Little Drop Podcast. I am Reese Ray. And I am T. And we're back with another episode. Um, I hope you all enjoyed the Valentine's Day episode because I enjoyed recording it. I really do. I think I had a little bit too much fun. <laughs> too much fun. Because <laughs> uh, when we were done recording, I did not want to go to bed. And I probably should have been because it was late, but... I enjoyed it. Um, my Valentine's Day was um, pretty chill. Um, me and a group of my friends, we just did karaoke and ate and took shots and went to bed. <laughs> that, that was it. That's all. That's pretty much. Um, how was your Valentine's Day, T? My Valentine's Day is I had... Ended up going out to dinner at one of my favorite restaurants. They had live entertainment, a little jazz singer. Actually, it was two jazz singers. Um, She came up, girl, she ain't know the words to the song. She did I'm Just Fine by Mary J. Blige. She ain't know the words. (laughs) Wait a minute, what? Yes. She did not know the words past, I want to say like the... The first verse or something like that. I was like, girl, what 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 song is you singing? Did you forget what you were singing? But um I thought that the entertainment was gonna last a little bit longer than it did, but it didn't. Um the food they bought it out very fast. I could have personally have liked for my scallops to be like piping hot when I got them as the appetizer and um uh, for my main course, my asparagus is a little bit too cold for me. But nonetheless the food was good. The dessert was good. And that's all I did. It was like super cold on Valentine's Day. So the dress that I had planned on wearing with the matching shoes did not go as planned. So I wore another dress, which it was still red for Valentine's Day. And I just had some tights on underneath the dress with some Uggs because it was, like I said, it was cold outside. <laughs> but it was cool. And I too enjoyed us doing our Valentine's Day episode as well as our first patreon content i had a lot of fun and i was up way past my bedtime but it was cool <laughs> it was worth it i i had a good time yeah i could not go to sleep afterwards i don't know and it wasn't that like i guess maybe it was um because my adrenaline was rushing mm-hmm. so maybe that's what it was but i was like i can't go to sleep so uh i definitely enjoyed it um so what's happening with you in the dating scene, uh, T? Well, so I want was it wasn't around the time that we did, yeah. So from our last recording and the week of Valentine's Day, I had matched with somebody on one of the dating apps that I use, Hinge, and we were just taking it slow. Most of the conversation we had was within the chat, I mean, within the app. Mm-hmm. So on Valentine's Day, exactly, I when I was out having dinner by myself, I was like, hey, would you like to exchange numbers? So I initiated. I said, hey, would you like to exchange numbers? He said, sure. He texts me, girl, so I said, that green bubble. I was like, ugh, got an Android. <laughs> ah! 
envious green bubble. <laughs> the envy that is so ugly. It's such an ugly green. So we were talking, and it was kind of weird because, well, first he was like, um, "I just said I just sent him a picture. I didn't take anything that was provocative or anything like that. All I did was just, you know, set up my ring light, took a couple pictures before I left out to go to my reservation." Mm-hmm. So I sent him one of the pictures that I took. He was like, are you sure you out by yourself dressed like that? I was like, it's a regular wrap dress I got on. Mm-hmm. Ain't like I'm showing nothing. I'm like, yes, I was, I was saying to myself, like, don't you think if I was out with another nigga, you think that I would be texting you? Don't you think that's kind of rude? But I said, no, I am out by myself having dinner. And so... That whole entire week after we exchanged numbers, it felt like we had talked more when we were chatting on the app than we did once we actually had each other's number. So um, I had ended up having to work that weekend. So it was Valentine's Day the 14th that by that weekend, there was um, a bad storm that had blew through this area and I was on call. So I got activated to work storm. And so I was working 14 and a half hours for the weekend and so it just felt like it is fell apart after that but I was still conversing with him and he was like joking with me like the the night before I had to work a 12-hour shift he was like oh you're going to bed all early usual granny I was like well call me Edna May or something like that I said yeah I said I have to work 12-hour shift so yes absolutely I'm gonna go to bed early and I didn't hear anything else from him after that and so I waited a couple of days. I was like, okay, he's not responding. And I was like, okay, well, I went back into the app and I unmatched with him. And I didn't have his number saved in my phone. So that was no sweat off my back. <laughs> Girl, not Edna May, though. I'm still still. <laughs> Edna May, you sleep, girl. <laughs> it was the first uh, old lady name I could think of. So... Then um, there is a dating service that I have done before, speed dating in Philly. The very first event that I went to was in person. It was actually two years ago to the day, like the other day that I went out and did speed dating in person. So, so as of now, they're doing it virtually. And last, so not, so not this past Friday, so the Friday before last, it was an event And I know I had said on this very podcast that I was going to open myself up to dating other men of color. I said I wasn't too sure about white men or whatever the case may be. So when I looked at the participants for this speed dating event, it was nothing but Yeast Yetis and one Indian man. It was what? Yeast Yetis. Uh-huh. White men. So I looked at the person, who, the person who hosts it encourages you to stay on, to not drop off because it will mess up the ratio. And it was already more men than women. But um, it was all black women for this particular event and all the rest of the men. And I felt like there were some men who probably wouldn't have wanted to date black women but i didn't stay i know they told us not to drop off but i dropped off the call <laughs> so i text reese he was like girl 
I know what I said on the pie, but I changed my mind. I just want the niggas. I don't want to date the white man. I don't want to date the other men of color. So um, this last weekend, I did another one, but I actually stayed on this time. And I actually threw on a little tight dress, okay. you know, something cute, put a little, little gloss on. And again, it was more men for this event than women. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, whatever. And so I actually stayed on and was chatting with people. So it was only two black men, girl. Two black men. And I'm like, I need a drink. <laughs> so one of the <laughs> So this was an event for singles in their 30s and 40s. So I'm gonna assume, especially the way he was acting, that one of the black men was in his 40s. And so he was telling me all these. I'm a this, 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 blah, blah, blah. I'm a, a photographer slash voiceover actor. I said, yeah, I can tell that you do voiceovers. I can hear it in your voice. Uh-huh. And so you only get about like maybe five minutes to talk per person. So you don't have a whole lot of time to talk. Mm-hmm. And he going to say, are you from New York? I was like, no. I said, why would you ask me that? He said, you sound like you have a New York accent. I said, I do not have a New York accent. I said, I know people from New York. One of my best friends is from New York. I don't sound like her at all. So I was like, mm, I don't know. So the next black guy I talked to had just moved into the area from, he's from um, Baltimore County. And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, cause at first when he told me he had just moved and he's from Maryland, I said, oh, you're from PG County. He was like, are you, it's like, what you know PG? I said, I have a, quite a few people I know from Maryland. I went to school with a lot of people from that area. So I'm familiar with different parts. He's like, no, I'm from Baltimore County. I was like, oh, he he not from the hood. He's from the burbs. <laughs> but the crazy thing is, Reese, he, first one of the other first thing he said after he said he was from Baltimore County, he said, I'm 5'10. I ain't even asked you your height. I was just like, <laughs> okay. Girl. Was so I was like, okay. Girl. <laughs> You so, know what? I'm glad that you're doing it and not me because you have <laughs> way better spirit than me. But so, yeah, so the other men that I had chatted with that were present, they were white. So, I mean, I'm not a, a asshole. Like, of course, I, you know, I talked with them for the five minutes before it was time to rotate, you know, to the next person. Uh-huh. And so they give you, um, they send you an email to tell you um, with a special password you go in after the event and you select anybody that you may have been interested in if they are interested in you and it's a match you'll receive an email so just because it was two black men that was there i went into the app and i selected them but they must not have selected me because i didn't get an email about it which i'm not upset about mm-hmm. but it was interesting but i can also tell because so many restrictions have been lifted in the last couple of weeks, I do see that service offering in-person speed dating events again. So the next event that I'm signed up for is for, well, they say African-American singles, but black singles. Okay. So we will see. And again, guess who is outnumbered again? Women, which is, you know, I find that interesting because when i went to the first event in person it was all 10 women it was only five men but now these events as of lately even though i don't 
um, you know, purchase a, a ticket to do it virtually. But every time I peep at the emails that I get, it's always more men than women. And I just find it interesting because, you know, a lot of times when women are ready to settle down, men still be out there doing their thing. But now since y'all got male pattern baldness, got erectile dis- dysfunction, you Girl. <laughs> now y'all ready to settle down? Like for real though? I'm so, over you. Yeah, I'm over you for the day. I just find it interesting. Oh, by the way, y'all, before we started recording, I did have a drink that was heavy on tequila, so <laughs> it's the tequila talking. But... I just find it funny then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's been what's, what's been going on with me. But nonetheless, I'm still optimistic. Also, I had been um, outside of dating. I had been putting off me doing much of anything because of the pandemic. But since the leader of the free world and everybody else, the powers that be have decided that we no longer living in a pandemic, I had to start easing myself back out into doing the things that I enjoy. So I had said in 20, yeah, last year, 2021, I said in 2022, I'm going to be outside, outside. And recently, when I tell you your girl is booked and busy, I am booked and busy up until at least July. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I am I am in these streets for real, for real. Still wearing my mask. Yes. yes. <laughs> Still I social distancing. <laughs> but yeah, so there's a couple of concerts that I'm going to. I'm attending a wedding the end of this month, attending a 60th birthday this month with my mom. And yeah, wedding in May. Um, Breeze wedding. So I'll be going to Breeze wedding in May. Like I said, a couple of concerts, going to see Maxwell next month. In May, I'm going to see my boy Raheem Devon at City Winery. I'm going to be here in St. Louis too next month. Okay. Yep. And then in June, I'm going to the Roots Picnic with my mom, treating her to that because Mary J. Blige is going to be on the ticket. But she should be treating me, girl, because it's on my birthday. It like, is? Like, it's a two-day so- festival. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um I don't know if I told you, but I might I might slide in and you know be um a part of your birthday celebration. I, I we don't know yet. We okay. still work on it though, but well let me know. And like I said, I'll be out there. You're gonna um, be outside. I'm gonna be outside. So <laughs> just shoot me a text message and let me know. I'll let you know what section I'm sitting in. <laughs> yeah. So as far as for me, um, I'm not, again, I'm not doing any dating websites because I'll get tired of the repetitive um, conversations daily that lead to nowhere um, because men don't know how to hold a conversation. Um, I like somebody now. Uh, I'm just going to say that I like somebody and I'm gonna leave it at that because I we don't know where it's gonna lead to. So yeah, you don't want to uh, jinx it. Yeah, I want to jinx it because I actually like like yeah. I'm gonna say this one little tad bit, and I'm gonna leave it alone. Like you know, when you were in high school, when you would be on the phone with somebody for hellas, like till you get sleepy, like that happened, and Ooh, I was I like, miss hmm. them days. Yeah, I was like, oh. 
Ooh, yeah. It don't jinx it. Don't jinx yeah. it. All right. Okay. Yeah. I got my fingers crossed for you, girl. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, that like you know, um, so St. Louis is one of the places that does Mardi Gras big, and um, we're like number two under New Orleans, and I had a crush on this guy for like two, three years. Okay. And when I said I was shooting my shot and it was nothing but bricks, this guy sees me at Mardi Gras and like he pulls me to the side. I went to go meet up with my friends. He pulled me to the side and was like, you know what? Um, I'm sorry if I've been rude to you. Um, uh, I'm sorry if I've been rude to you. And he said some other stuff, but I really wasn't paying attention because it's Mardi Gras. And I've had drinks. At this time, it's a good five o'clock and i've been drinking since about 9 30 so that tells you that yes (laughs) so um apparently i went off on him but my friend took a video of our interaction she said it looks like y'all are in love i said what (laughs) so the next day he texts me he's like um you know, I'm so sorry. Uh, I know you went off on me. I don't know if you were drunk or what, but you went off on me so, so, um, he said, I think so sensual or something. He was like, and it just turned me on. Uh, but I don't want you to think that, you know, just because you were tipsy, I was interested in you, but I've been meaning to say something. I just didn't know how to approach you. And I'm like, boy, that ship has sailed. Um, it, it's docked is retired we not putting that shit back on the boat because i just shot my shot to you sir i didn't say i hey i like you come here but i don't know maybe it's the, the aggression that he didn't like i don't know but mm-hmm. i was like yeah i liked you i don't even know if i i don't like you no more i don't have a crush on you no more so um backpedaling to say i don't know if i'll be shooting my shot no no, anytime soon um but i am outside like t i am outside like t um one of my close guy friends his birthday coming up so um we're gonna get outside then uh in st louis we celebrate 314 day 314 is the area code (laughs) okay Uh, yeah, so <laughs> we celebrate 314 day. I'm going to be outside for that. Um, I'm in a fashion show at the end of the month, which I'm excited hey. for um, because in St. Louis, everything is a little clicked up. If you're not um, kissing butt or you're not having sex with somebody, um, certain doors will get turned and closed on you. Hmm. So um, my friend... Uh, who braids my hair she's like one of the top braiders in st louis fast neat reasonable price uh shout out to Susie braids it's not paid or anything but that's my girl um she asked me to be in her fashion show so i'm excited about that um and you know i'm outside like you said i'm outside too masking on uh that uh, i'm going to a rap battle I've been going to a few of those. They not as bad. Like, they funny, but, mm-hmm. you know, they not as bad as you would think they would be. It's good entertainment. Um, 
this will probably be my last one for a while, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to that because they, um, the guy who's doing it, he's also combining like a comedy battle too. So it's mm-hmm. something different. Um, okay. Not the ordinary. April, I haven't gotten into April yet. May, uh, I haven't gotten into May yet. Like I said, June, I'll probably come up there with you for a minute. Um, but I'm outside. I'm, I'm going to, Go with the flow. That's that's my thing. I'm going with the flow and going okay. to enjoy. Um, I'm not turning down any um, advances to have fun or be happy because we've been in a pandemic for I don't know how long. And I made um, a post the other day that was like, "What happened to the pandemic? Like they are rich, they are uplifting the restrictions as far as social distancing, as far as mm-hmm. the mask." Um, Things are opening back up. There's plenty of places in St. Louis. I don't know about there in Philly, but there's plenty of places here where like you don't even need to have your mask on. Yeah, they just um as a matter of fact, before we started recording, I just got a breaking news that they dropped the mask mandate for uh public schools. Mm. And they had already started rolling back stuff, so yeah, girl, even for City Winery, when I go to um, the concert in May, mm-hmm. it, it depends. Like some shows that they had already had on the bill, you might still be required to show proof of vaccination and be masked up, or it might, you know, be dependent on the artist that's yeah, featured. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I don't care. And I love me some Raheem Devon, and I got me a stage premium seat. So, you know, okay. I, I, I'm a seat snob. I am a seat snob. So I don't care if I can feel his testicle sweat. I will still be wearing a mask. I don't care. I am still wearing a mask, honey. If I'm not eating or drinking, my mask will still be on my face. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Yes. Yeah, but I'll be up close and personal with them. So, I mean, I've met him in person before. I have some selfies with him in my phone still. But yeah, he's a very, very nice guy. But yeah, I don't care what he got going on on stage. I will be having my mask on singing the songs. But that's just me. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I plan on just um, letting loose. Not letting loose as in like going wild, being um, uh, irresponsible. Uh, but actually enjoying life. I'm at an age yeah. now where it's like okay you can't be stuck in a rut but you know things happen in life but you gotta enjoy life because you only get one so i'm outside playing it by her okay um okay like i said the first march is pretty like you said booked up like next weekend i said uh (laughs) don't nobody ask me to do nothing because i'm gonna sleep to at least 10 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and that's not sleeping in but it's sleeping in to me so right. uh, I plan on sleeping in this weekend but this weekend 314 day shout out to St. Louis um, and I'm outside alright alright so as y'all can see the ladies of Love Trout Pod have started acclimating ourselves getting back out there because basically at this point we have no choice. Um, you know, the powers that be have said, y'all got to fend for yourselves. 
So we just doing we what we would like to do, but we're also still not being silly, still right. being cautious, knowing that whether they believe that we are out of it or not, we are still very much in a pandemic, but we're always going to be responsible. But yeah, we, we have to be able to get back to some type of level of living. And for me, I know I was fighting it for the last two years, but unfortunately I have to get acclimated to living with COVID times, you know what I'm saying? So that's just where I am with it. But yeah, I'm like, I know Reese said, girl, I ain't got time for no dating apps, but I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to be discouraged about, you know, anything. Cause I did say the beginning of this year in our first episode that I was going to be more intentional with my dating this year. And I meant that. And so I'm still going to continue just to power forward. But at the same time, I know now that I may not have known 10 years before somebody playing in my face. So I'm not going to tolerate any of that foolishness, but also just knowing what I want, what I desire to have. And if that person is not willing to give that to me, I'm not going to try to make them. I'm just going to keep it moving. Yeah. I'm, I, I can't do the dating apps. It, it, it messes with my anxiety. It messes with my nerves. It just, it adds to extra stress and I don't need any more stress. Um, so I'm going to kick it the old school way. Like I'm a flirt. Um, if, if somebody happens to, you know, say, Hey, you know, I- I'm snatching you up, then cool. Um, remember them, remember them 10 days I was off birth control before <laughs> Where I switched my film and I was texting you like every day, like girl. Look, and I was like, look, and I was like, I hope she don't think I'm ignoring her. But I was holler, I would be hollering every time I would get one because half the time I have my earpod in, and it's like, um, Tia, your love from love drop says. I said, oh, Lord, what did she say? What did she say? Because one time I was in the middle of Target bugging up. And I know people's like, what is wrong with her? I said, this lady is in heat over here. Lord, have my friend. Yes. Listen, (laughs) to our faithful listeners, I switched switched birth control pills. And I gave myself a break in between going from one brand to the next. And them 10 days, man, oh, man, I'm kind of glad I'm on birth control. Because when I say I was like throwing all types of free throw shots, flirting with people I typically wouldn't flirt with, and I did not care. I was on a mission, Man. but it 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 did get sub- subdued with the, the pills. So the pills doing what it's supposed to do. <laughs> but so, uh, <laughs> I, I haven't been in that era because okay, so I stopped taking my birth control probably like. August. No. Uh had to be like July. So I was taking it then. Mm-hmm. Um, because it just wasn't working with me. So I have to go back to my old birth control because the new birth control, it was supposed to help with other stuff, otherwise, yeah. just but it wasn't it wasn't working for me because not to be too TMI, but I don't have a period for a month. So what was what's really going on? Like, and I don't want to be, you know, having fun. And then I'm like, mm, I'd had a little bit too much fun. So But you know what, Reese? I don't think that's TMI because we like to be as open and transparent with our listeners. 
And with that moment of truth, yes, hopefully with me changing this pill, this will help me with this because my flow has gotten heavier over the last year and a couple months because I learned that I have fibroids. Okay. And so that has caused my flow to just be so heavy. Like it just, I've always had like a lighter flow all throughout my life and may have had like one day where my, my flow was heavier, but just consistent heaviness and long it's been torturous and so just me learning more about it and um they you know suggested you be on birth control to manage your symptoms because typically for women who have fibroids i learned that they are more common than i knew Mm -hmm. especially amongst black women is that you basically have to deal with it until you go through menopause yeah yeah so I am trying this new pill and hopefully it will, you know, help me manage my symptoms better. And if it doesn't, then I will go to an IUD. So that was something that I was like putting off until at least after I had children, because I do still desire to have children. However, having this heavier flow and stuff is just cramping my style because I was at a wedding reception back last month and I feel like I couldn't let loose the way that I wanted to number one because my feet was hurting Mm -hmm. because I took them shoes fresh out the box and didn't break them in Mm -hmm. and two you know I was on my cycle and I just felt uncomfortable not like my normal self so we will see we will see but you know like as women we really go through a lot yeah, we really cause... go through a lot, and as sometimes as we get older, we have to do what works for us. Yeah, and so this is just where we are right now. We're just doing what works for us, but what works for me is to be on birth control. But I know this this another TMI thing, but I don't care, y'all are listeners. We right. love y'all. It's been so long since I had sex. I got gray hair down there <laughs> Girl, that, in between waxes. When I say in between that, waxes. I said what? Yes. So everything that y'all hear is things I've already texted Teresi. So she be dying. But I'm serious. I'm like, yo, it's been so long since that's in between waxes. I've got gray hair down there. Like, look, talk about a love drought. It is a drought. Point, look to the point where I was like, let me go. Uh, Cause I don't know. It's, it's been a long time. So that's another reason. I'm gonna just keep it funky. That's another reason why I got off birth control is because I wasn't having, I'm not having sex. So um, I'm like, you know, this whole, I like a consistent, the birth control I was on previously, um, it kept it short and sweet. Like mm-hmm. three days, the first day, like medium bleeding, the second day, light bleeding, the third day, you spotting and you over. No cramps, no right. nothing. You yeah. literally would just like go to the restroom and go to the bathroom and then you like, you know, you know that you wrong. So mm-hmm. that's why I liked it. Um, I stopped taking it. Um, why did I stop taking it? Oh, because I was trying to be fast. Um, yeah, I was trying to be fast a long, long time ago, like 2021-ish. And um, yeah. And then uh I had some other issues. Um where I was getting chemo shots to my thighs. That's a whole different subject. And uh, that was conflicting with the birth control. Um, so the new birth control that I was on, like when I say bleeding heavy, like I was like, if I bleed anymore, I'm not going to have no blood. 
<laughs> like, am I yeah. dying or what? So that's why I was like, I got to get off this birth control. And this, I'm used to a period for three days. This period mm-hmm. is six days. That's a little long for me. And like you said, you got to do what's best for you. Birth control just doesn't help you like prevent the birth of pregnancy. It doesn't prevent mm-hmm. it. Um, it helps with different stuff and it works for different people on different type of um sections because like you said you will go to the i which is like iud mm-hmm. yeah i wouldn't well this me i don't like anything inserted in me mm-hmm. so i'm gonna stick with the pill or um i wouldn't mind another kid if i got married hey yeah so um if i get married and my husband wants another baby you know i'm gonna pop that pussy for him and give him another kid but <laughs> <laughs> as of right now, um, we're gonna stick with the pill once once I do like decide to get back sexually active. Cause I'm not right now. Um, me and my toys have been having a ball. I bought <laughs> new toys. Um, we've been we've been chilling. Um, but we're talking about birth control, we're talking about sex. Um, if you're going to have unprotected sex, that's on you. That's your body. Um, we just ask that you stay safe. Um, we're not pro, um, we're not kind to birth control or kind to condoms or none of that. It's your body. You do what's comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. I just want to set that out there. And speaking yes, of, we are, we are very sex positive on this podcast. We are pro ho. Yes. We're pro no. If that's what you choose to do, yes. like even as Reese was saying real quick before we get into the topic, mm-hmm. um, I haven't always been consistently sexually active on birth control. I just like the benefits outside yeah. of preventing pregnancy, you know. And like I said, when I learned about the fibroids, I'm like, okay, well that explains why. No matter what I think I can do to make my stomach look flatter. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to be flat. <laughs> but, I mean, and who? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm at the point where I don't really want a flat stomach because God know I'm a cut up. So I don't need a flat stomach. I just need it a little bit smaller. Tone if it was smaller tone. and a little bit flatter, it'd make my butt bigger. That's my whole thing. But I then mean, also, but <laughs> I know, but, <laughs> but well, but what I'm saying is, but if it's like flatter, it just looks better. But yeah, but like also that has with me also learning about it, it has caused a little bit of body insecurity again for me, just as I was getting more comfortable than I've ever been with my body. So now just learning about that and how it is affecting, you know, my outward appearance and how different clothing fits me, mm-hmm. I'm going through that struggle again. Okay. So, like I said, we'll we'll see how this pill works out for me. Um, yeah, but I'm telling y'all that ten days. If y'all could, um, if y'all had access to our text message thread, y'all be hollering too. But I try my best to keep as much as I can off of social media because I don't like talking mm-hmm. like that on social media anymore. I used to. Yes, but it, it um, used to be heavy on Twitter. Um, for me too. But now yes. it's, it's it's not the fact that I'm hiding anything that I'm doing. It's just certain things that people don't need to know what you're doing. Right. And then it just, it welcomes 
unwarranted advice or just unwarranted commentary. So for me, I just feel like, okay, let me just keep it in a group chat or let me just keep it to myself and just Therefore. not say anything. So that's just where I am with it. But yes, we're going to finally get into the topic because we have chatted and about, you know, what we have been up to and our recap for our personal lives. So we're going to get into the show. Yeah. So we're talking about birth control and uh, pregnancy. I'm talking about Rihanna's baby bump. So um, there was a picture that floated and they was like, oh, Rihanna's pregnant. Because uh, I think she had like a big jacket on or a big sweatshirt or something. Um, like two, three weeks later, or maybe it was a week later, you know, she has the whole baby bump. Uh, if you want me to keep it a book, I'm tired of hearing about Rihanna and her baby. I, I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm glad that she she's living her best life. We're not going to get another album, so we're going to shut up. Um, <laughs> we, we definitely not getting another album, so we're going to go ahead and cut that off. Um, but she's living her best life. She got the makeup going, lingerie going. She got a man that's loving on her. And, um, you know, you can tell when the, the, the love is genuine because they were having a conversation and he was talking to one reporter. She was talking to another one and he looking at her like, oh, so, um, I'm happy for her. Congratulations. But I'm so tired of people talking about her baby bump. Like this is, I saw one photo maybe like two or three days ago when they were like, oh, this is her, um, 10 days ago. This is her now. And her her belly had gotten bigger, or maybe mm-hmm. it was the an angle. I don't know, yeah. but that's what happens when you're pregnant. Like your body goes through changes. Um, me having a baby, your body definitely goes through changes, and for her to be out in the open with it, like more power to you. Because me, um, I went into hibernation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People didn't see me for like a year, and it wasn't that I was ashamed of what I looked like. It's just this is. Uh, this is weird. Mm-hmm. Like there's a whole baby growing inside. And then when the baby comes, you looking at the baby, the baby looking at you, and you like, mm, how you doing? The baby like, mm, how you doing? Because I didn't <laughs> ask either. Yeah, um, so with seeing I just think that is just a part of how people react to celebrities in general. Anything mm-hmm. they do that's normal type behavior that we all go through in life it really gets blown up and it's on full display now you know of course they they're saying that oh she's so brave she's so fashionable and somebody made a good point on twitter it was like she's dressing like how she always has dressed she's just mm-hmm. now pregnant now i've seen even some jokes that's funny with like okay it's cute whatever like that but that baby cold the baby not even here, <laughs> but it's also the baby cold because she got she had her belly out. But just as Reese mentioned, it's just normal. You know, you're literally growing a whole entire life inside of you. So, yes, you're going to look different from ten days before than you do now. Yeah. And to me, I always feel like once a woman announces her pregnancy is when she really starts to show. I could be wrong, but that's just how I feel. I feel like once a woman announces her pregnancy is when she really starts to show and you really see her her body go through those changes. So I know that her partner has made some 
questionable statements in the past, but he seems to be treating her well from what I can see. And so I wish her nothing but the best, but, you know, we also want to, you know, want our listeners to know that we are still in the know, even though we come to you once a month, we still are in the know of what's going on in, in, in the entertainment world. And so we just want to give you all a little perspective, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I wish her and ASAP Rocky, that's his name. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah, I wish I, I wish them all the best. See, I know him. Them other zombie knowing. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of ASAP. I, I, I don't know all of them. Wait a minute, I hold on. Him, and I know ASAP Ferg. I think that's mm. I think it's ASAP Ferg. They all they didn't start with ASAP though. Okay, see, I didn't know that. I was talking about like the new rappers. I wasn't talking about. Oh, okay. I don't know. It was a gang of them. Okay, nah, no. Um. But speaking of, um, you know, people and their love, Kanye been acting like Kanye or worse. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't really, I don't really keep up with it because, um, I'm going to say, let me see, one, two, three. Like three people off the top of my head that I could think of, like when they come across my news feed or anything, I just keep scrolling because I don't really mm-hmm. care. And there's um the Kardashians, um that's oh dang six nine, Extensia six six six. I don't know if them the same people, Lord, but the 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 oh Lord is he? Okay, forgive me if he's white. I don't know, but the dude with all the colorful hair, he went to jail. Mm-hmm. And he um got out and his name six nine extension or something. Do you talk about two different rappers? Yeah, his okay. name is Six Nine Snitch and the other XX execution rapper you're talking about, he's been um deceased for oh like no two or three years. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Um well Don't be sorry. Let he let him <laughs> rest in piss. Yeah. But yeah. The six nine do, and then Kanye. Um, I loved Kanye back in. I'm gonna say I loved him. I really liked him back in the day. Um, he had some jams. I liked that he was confident in himself. Um, looking at his doc on Netflix. Um, you know, I see. You know why he had a little cockiness to him. Um, but I also see that losing his mother really like tick tick boom. Um, and he needs he needs to seek a therapist if he's not seeing one, or he needs to seek more than one. Um, because I didn't know that he moved across the street from Kim Kardashian and um her boyfriend. Yeah, so that is crazy. Very so Jeez. I'm gonna state my opinion, and I know how you girls like to tussle, but <laughs> I don't particularly care for neither one of them. And this is the reason why. Number one, they're they're both kindred, like-minded people mm-hmm. with the amount of attention whoring that they do. It, it might not be as outward with Kim as it is with Kanye, but she knew who she was getting with mm-hmm. when she got with them and vice versa. And by the way, with her getting with him 
Amber Rose went on record saying that when her and Kanye were still together, that Kim was sending nude photos and stuff to Kanye. So she was kind of like waiting in the wings. So that's why that's one of the reasons why I don't particularly care for the Kardashian clan. That part. Because of how they subtly and, and then other times they are very outwardly doing egregious stuff. So yes, I I'll never forget when at the height of their show being popular. I just asked a simple question, but even then the girls wanted to tussle. I was in the hair salon and I was like, well, what makes her so interesting that y'all want to watch her show? And you would think that I call her mom a, a hoe or something like that. They was ready to fight me. I just asked a simple question I mean, because, <laughs> because <laughs> like, like Chris Jenner. She <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it a buck here. We're we going to keep it a buck here. And right. not, not, not to cut you off, but you you right. What is so interesting about you that you have a show that you want to keep in, in, in contact with? Don't, yeah, I've I watched maybe like... six shows, maybe six. And that's because um, uh, the brother was on there, but he just as bad as they are. So, um, uh, yes, yeah, so I just was asked a legitimate question, and they was like, "You don't understand, like Kim is business app, like like they was." I, I was very surprised to see black women dying on the hill for the Kardashian clan. Mm-hmm. I do, they are not black women. I hope y'all understand. That it don't matter how much black dick they suck, they take how much makeup they use to make them look darker. They are white, honey. Man. They are white. They are snow roaches, okay? So the, the only thing that I can say is um I like the fact that Kim is working hard to get um black people released from jail. Mm. She no comment. She, I mean she she she's done her work <laughs> with that. That that's that's all I can give you for real. Cause that's all you got. Now that, I don't that's that's all I got because like you said, you they've done so much stuff to like prime example you're friends with amber rose but you go and marry her ex-boyfriend after you've been sending pictures to him so you thought that was gonna work out well i mean sometimes they got the same birthday some of those some of those um some of those sticky situations do work out well for those parties but you've done it so many times you should know by now it's not gonna work it it don't work it's not for you now although i don't particularly care for her I in no way believe that her and her partner should be being harassed to the extent that they are being harassed by Kanye West. No woman deserves that. Because let me tell you. That level of stress. Excuse me. If my ex-husband or ex-boyfriend or anything moves across the street from me and my future, just know I'm going to be the worst neighbor that you've ever had. I'm going to be the worst neighbor that you've ever had. I'm going to make you want to leave or do other things that are not nice to yourself. Why would you move across the street? And then I saw um, an article where he like sent a truck full of roses to her or something. Like what, sir, what is wrong? Okay. Like, and then the worst part to me is that children have to see the behavior. Like my daddy acting a damn right. fool. 
my daddy is acting a damn fool. North, you can say it. Your daddy is acting a damn fool. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know what made them um, separate. Um, I'm, I'm not sure on that. You may know, T, but I'm not um, familiar with it. But whatever it is, like she, she's not normally the one that does the breaking up from what I understand. Kim is not the one that normally does the breaking up. The guys are normally the one to do the breaking up. So for her to be like, yeah, I can't take this no more. Sir, you are really clowning. You are really clowning. And then he has another girl, uh, girlfriend now. At first it was a um, a white girl. I don't know her name either. That looked musty. Yeah, she, she, she needed a bath. Um, but it's a girl not the girl looks just like Kim Kardashian. Oh, that girl who who is from several countries in there. I, I said, okay, that's fine. What whatever you want, you can be whatever you want to be. Nah, I told you that. <laughs> Cause I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I read that description. I said, okay, girl. Yeah. So I'm like, you you from Dover, Delaware. I went to college in Dover. Girl, you look exactly like Kim Kardashian. You went, but uh, Reggie Bush did the same thing because his wife looks exactly like Kim Kardashian. I don't know what she has on her vagina, I don't want it, but I'm just <laughs> interested to see what the fuck is it that you got these niggas going to get clones of you. Because Reggie Bush, I don't know if you've seen Reggie Bush's wife, but she looks no, like him because he kind of felt like he kind of fell off the radar with his fine ass. But well, yeah. his wife looks exactly like Kim Kardashian. When I say exactly like how that girl that Kim uh, Kanye with now looks like her, the, they look like it, they triplets. Mm. Yeah, they look like triplets. So, um, yeah, I don't know what she has in her uh, vagina, but I kind of want to know what it is. I don't want it because I don't want nobody trying to get no clones of me because there's only one Reese Ray. Um, but oh my I, I mean oh wow yeah you're seeing what i'm seeing wow okay and okay yeah yeah hmm. hmm now i don't know what chris humphrey's doing who he's with um i don't know whoever else is her ex is ray j he got princess love that's a whole nother story in his own i don't think she needs to be with him either because i don't like ray j he's a horrible um he's not a good spouse because i wouldn't have been with not him at all push me in the pool like you push me in the pool i'm beat your ass but anyway yeah um yeah like i don't want it i pass i, I i'm interested to know what it is but i don't want it mm-hmm I want to be loved, but I don't want to be loved like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but like I said, um, despite how I don't particularly care. And the thing is that I, I want our listeners to also understand is for me, I can only speak for me. If I don't care for something or care for somebody, mm-hmm. I don't discuss it. So you're not going to like see me discussing anything like that on social media or offline except for this episode that we are recording mm-hmm. but yeah so and despite how i feel about not particularly caring for her or her family again 
you know, she doesn't deserve this level of harassment, neither does her partner and her kids have to see, well, their children have to see their dad acting out even more than he usually do. Um, it's just, you know, I'm just thinking about the kids. Yeah, and like Hopefully you said, okay. uh, that's why I live with, I don't keep up with it, so I see it and I keep scrolling. That's what a lot of people need to do when there's subjects that they just don't agree with. You don't have to argue back and forth. You could just keep scrolling. Right. Um, and speaking of love, we're going to get into our topic for this month, with which is uh, love versus lust. Um, a lot of us get confused with love and lust because we confuse lust for love. Um, according to Webster's Dictionary, um, love is... Uh, strong affection for another um, arising out of kinship or personal ties. Attraction based on sexual desire, affection, and tenderness felt by lovers. Um, affection based on admiration or common interest. Lust is usually intense or unbridled sexual desire, um, an intense longing. So um, to me, love... Um, can go a, a, a few different ways. You can love someone and not like them. Um, you can love someone um, and, and want them in your life. Um, love is a different type of, love is life to me. Um, so love is different from lust to me. And I can tell the, like now um, in my 30s, I can tell the difference between love and lust. Probably in my 20s, Probably not, because lust to me is like, hey, I want you, um, and it is a sexual thing. Like, mm-hmm. I want you to get in these sheets with me. Um, you sexy, you fine. I don't really want to know more about you. When you love someone, you want to know about the the littlest things about them, like um, their favorite color, <laughs> what they like to eat. Um, what makes them smile? What makes them happy? What comforts them? What is their love languages? Things of this such. Um, lust literally to me is just something sexual. Like, I don't want to know more about you. I don't want to have a conversation with you. I want to know your first, your last name, your date of birth, and what your address for sexual purposes only. That's just me. Um those are my definitions of love and lust. I can't speak for nobody else. Um, and like I said, I read what the Webster Dictionary said, but a lot of people definitely confuse love and lust. Yeah. Um, I can even just think about different relationships and situations that I have been in and the, the colliding of love and lust happens far more often than people want to admit. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times what people may feel is love for someone is actually lust. Yeah. And you can't, to the point of infatuation at sometimes where you just can't stop thinking about that person, but it's in a, a sexual manner, 9.9 times out of 10 it's in, in a sexual manner you being infatuated about this person and how you react to that person. When you love somebody, you just love things that 
other people might be like, oh, you like that about them? Like they mm-hmm. might got a funny looking big toe. But when you really love that person, you love them in a funny, funny looking big toe. You love they stinking draws. You you love them at their worst and at their best. But whereas with when you lusting after somebody, you might be enticed by their eyes. You might be enticed by their hands, their lips, or if they out dressed like a whore with gray sweatpants on, mm-hmm. showing all their business. Mm-hmm. That is a really great example of you lusting after someone because you see something that you physically like, you are attracted to. And if you can see it very well from wherever you might be with them gray sweatpants on, it might be worth your while. Or it could be a disappointment. (laughs) But either way, as soon as a lot of us are very visual people. And so that's where lust really comes into play. But you can also lust after somebody in your mind, like you can have a mental picture. But for the most part, you when it comes to lust, it's what you can physically see with your eyes about that person. But man, no one what lust is is it's like a fever that that overtakes you. You feel all feverish, all hot up in the collar, and you feel like a cat in heat, like how I was 10 days ago. <laughs> you feel like a cat in heat. <laughs> you feel like your private parts got a heartbeat in it. Like boom, 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 boom. When you are around that person. And you be prepared to blow their socks off. Or they might say something out their mouth that's stupid. <laughs> and you just change your mind. Right. But... Lust can start from your eyes, make its way into your head, and then you act on that, and you might have the opportunity to make it happen. Yeah, I definitely think that um, with time, lust can turn into love, but um, lust is to me is temporary because, yeah. Like I said, I I could want you for now, but I might not like you like down the line. I might not want anything from you. Or I might not see anything um, that attracts me to you otherwise sexually. And um, with love, love is more than just sexually, um, just sex. Because you may think that they're fine, but when the looks wear off, what else do they, what else do they have to offer? Um, do they have anything to offer that you know makes your lust for them go past what it is? So, because to me, love is like you said, you they may have an ugly big soul, and in lust, you may not like it, but in love, you'll deal with it. Um, and and love does have you dealing with a lot of stuff, lust kind of don't like you may deal with it just because you want a piece of booty, but otherwise, that you don't have to deal with it. Um Love definitely have you in a chokehold. Mm-hmm. I take that back. Lust will too, but love will have you in a deeper chokehold than lust. Because what in lust, what that person may offer, you may also see that in somebody else, and then in that somebody else, you may see love too. So, um, but we definitely, as humans, get love and lust um, confused. Especially like younger 
I'm not gonna say younger, but like in your 20s, you will think that you're in love with somebody when it's just really lust. A lot of situationships start off of lust and mm-hmm. it ends up a situationship because you think that you love somebody when it's really like his dick is good. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when I call him over late at night, he brings me food with some dick and we have fun. Mm-hmm. So I love him for that. No, yes, I did. And so, <laughs> Another thing is, um, this is what I believe, that both love and lust can cloud your judgment. Mm-hmm. And back to what I was saying, when you are lusting after someone, you will tolerate, as you mentioned, uh, all the little, little nitpicky things. You'll tolerate it because the sex is good, mm-hmm. because he's giving you back-to-back orgasms, because he eat it right, because he hit it right. You'll tolerate that. And the same thing with with love can cloud your judgment as well, where you might still be having on rose colored glasses in your relationship, whatever phase it might be, where little things that could annoy you, you are so wound up in love with this person that you ain't thinking about that. But then as time goes on and you're in a relationship with this person, and if it advances to marriage, you're like, you know what? I used to love when you did X, Y, Z, but you know what I realized? I hate it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, different things like that. But I do believe that both love and lust can cloud your judgment. It can because the few times that, and I probably thought I was in love more times than was my reality, as you mentioned. It, it was one person who I thought I was in love with that I, you know, later came to the realization that I was in pure lust with this person. It may have been a, a small sliver of love I had for that person because I would literally do any and everything for them. But for the most part, everything that we did was driven by the lust that we had for each other. Mm-hmm. So there was no love in that. <laughs> None. And so I also know when I had been in relationships with men and be so caught up in them in love with them that I be feeling like I'm on cloud nine. Mm-hmm. Like just whatever, you know, and like in the pregame, I was telling Reese about a crazy ex-boyfriend that I had for years that was stalking me off and on for eight years. And in the beginning, I was ignoring a lot of those bright red flags because in the beginning, he was talking a good, he was talking good talk, you know? And so I was all up into him, but I had people around me that had more common sense than I did. Like, uh-uh, like abort mission, girl, abort mission. And eventually I did, but I mean, it could have been sooner and <laughs> later, but I mean, when you think about it, I was the one who initiated the breakup after we weren't together for that long just for me to be stalked off and on for the next eight years. Like that's craziness to me, but I was, it was a time where I was just so caught up into him and I would find myself in relationships, like completely losing who I am as a person. Cause I'm so wrapped up into the other person, mm-hmm. like whatever they want, whatever you like. Yes. I, <laughs> I will bark like a dog and hop on one foot. You sound like coming to America, <laughs> whatever you like. Yes, everything. Like I was all in 
And you you know the phrase where you like, when I love, I love hard. That's a toxic trait. Mm-hmm. Wasn't something I was willing to admit before, but that's a very toxic trait. You love hard. You love people to the point where you just completely lose yourself. That's not healthy. Girl, what's wrong with you? Where is your mother? Well, she's trying to talk sense to you, but you don't listen. But you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, what's wrong with you? So, yes, you can definitely have your judgment clouded with both love and lust. But I want nothing more going forward in life to have a healthy, loving relationship. And I've not always had great examples of that. And I myself have not always had healthy relationships, loving relationships. I haven't. But I had a plenty of lust, girl. Plenty. Yeah, I think I, we've all had plenty of lust. Um, and see, love doesn't always um, include a romantic relationship. Um, I can honestly say uh, I've experienced um, some women haven't experienced love from a man, whether it's their father, it's their grandfather, uncles, brothers, or a friend. Um, I can honestly say, like, I feel the love from my male friends, my platonic male friends. These are men that um, we may joke about, like, sexual stuff like, um, He'll, one of my friends would be like, oh, he's going out of town. I'm like, oh, so you're going out of town to be fast and get you some booty. That type of stuff. But as far as like sexual between me and them, no, it's none of that. So um, I could feel the love from them, not off of things that they have said to me, uh, not only things that they've said to me, but their actions. I had a friend, um, we had some snow probably about two weeks back two weeks back um i was like dang i need um a new shovel because i need to pull my car out the driveway because you know they when they do the drive i mean when they do the streets they push the snow in front of your driveway and my car blocks so i'm working i haven't been outside i don't i got music going so i don't hear nothing um my child is doing virtual learning so that's loud and in her room um and I go outside and I'm like, who shoveled my driveway? Because I didn't ask, like, I didn't ask nobody to do it. Um, my daddy's at work. Like, my daddy would have did it if I would have asked him. But um, he was at work. My friend came to my house and cleared my car off and, like, cleared my driveway. To me, that's love. That's not lust because I'm not getting nothing sexual from it. I mentioned it and you did it without me having to, you know, um, beg you or whatever the case or ask you um and to me that that's a that's a, a different type of love um as far as like a sexual relationship or a non-sexual relationship just a relationship in general i felt that i've had love before but it was mostly led on lust um i, I feel like it was mostly led on lust uh which kind of i ain't gonna say even the playing field because i'm single and those relationships didn't weren't successful, but um, and they didn't they didn't end too well. But at the same time, like I may have been wanting more, and they didn't want to give it, but they stuck around. Or uh, 
they wanted more. I didn't want more, but was given and they stuck around. So that's why I say that's how relate uh situationships start off. Because we um we'll know what we want, we know how we feeling, but uh you get it confused. And then communication comes into play because um a man may want a relationship, but he still wants to play a role. So, or a woman may want a relationship, but she still want to be outside. So, love and lust, um, lust can lead to love, but sometimes it just don't ends up. It don't end up well. Um, but I know what type of love I do want. So, it is not one that's based off lust. I can tell you that. Um, I saw an article on Healthline. It was uh, published January 2021. Um, and they asked, like, you know, yes, there's a difference between love and lust, and it varies. Um, and it goes for, you know, the short answer, basically what I said was, um, love is primary, primarily rooted in emotional, spiritual, and mental intimacy, while lust is primarily rooted in physical and sexual intimacy. The key word is primarily. So, like I said, it could be sexual in love, but that's probably going to come at the end. Because, like I said, you're going to love certain things about people. Um, and what do we mean about love and lust? And they have a chart. Um, with the chart, love is sometimes sexual, emotionally driven, Romantic, emotional, mental, and spiritual connection, sometimes accompanied by sexual and physical connection, can be experienced with or without lust. That's the same thing I just said. <laughs> like, it, it's just the same thing that I just said. Like, it can be experienced with or without lust and vice versa for lust. Um, they also, you know, how do you know, how do I know what I'm feeling? Um... You could tell when you love somebody. Well, like I said, down in this age, in my 30s, I could tell when I love somebody as opposed to, you know, this ain't what it is. This not this not love. <laughs> it's, a, it's a temporary feeling. I, I don't. To me, it feels like it's been so long since I felt love. I've experienced lust in the last four because I was my last relationship was four years ago. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's been so long that I experienced romantic love. I don't even know what it feels like anymore because it was just so many months of the decline before it actually happened, before I said it's over, that I could feel the love less and less each day. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I really don't remember how it feels anymore to experience romantic love. Because like I said, yes, I've been single for four years now, but it started happening way before <laughs> I initiated the breakup. So it's been that long that I don't even remember what it feels like. And like I said, there was one person where I felt like I loved that person, would do any and everything for them. But it was predicated on the fact that I lusted after this person. I desired to be with this person and our connection was strictly physical. Mm. But I didn't want to admit that at first until I grew older. 
And the perspective that we had on each other was such a stark difference. I'm just like, are you for real? Like you're going around with this impression to other people of this is what I am. Like you're over-exaggerating my role in your life. And then there was also me over-exaggerating different parts of him in my life as well. So we both was delusional, girl. We were both delusional. <laughs> but I definitely don't have a doubt in my mind what lust feels like, but it's just been so long for me with romantic love to know what it feels like. I have glimpses of the past of how it felt, mm -hmm. but it just felt like it was eons ago that I just don't remember what it was like there because it was so many months of just it going downhill that I don't remember what the good times felt like how it felt in that moment. I can only just have brief glimpses, but I don't have a detailed oriented thing to share about it. Cause it's been that long. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm gonna, I, I'm with you on that. It's been a long time since, um, I felt what love is like, and it's been a mutual thing. Um, I've had guys tell me like as recent, um that they love me but you love the idea of me you don't love me because you don't know nothing about me and that goes into the lust category for me um and it's been a long time since you know i've actually been loved on i saw a tiktok video um i gotta find it but um the girl was like you know when you've actually felt love when you know what it's like to be loved on and not lust after. Um, it's a quote by Eartha Kitt where she says, um, all these men want me, but they don't know what to do with me. I that's love that true. interview that she did. Yeah. It was so real. That is it's so true. Um, and I live by that. Like you, you like the idea of me, but would you know how to handle me? And it's not, oh, a man can't handle me. I need a man who can handle me type thing. It's a more of, can I be vulnerable in your arms? Because if I could be vulnerable in your arms, that means I love you. Can I um, be my true, genuine self, like, bonnet on, just looking crazy, tears in my eyes for whatever reason, whether it's from laughing, a movie, um, a situation in life. Because there's, there's somebody being real, raw, authentically themselves. I know that you will love me no matter what's going on. Um, but I'm with you. I haven't felt that type of love in a long time. Um, to say I'm searching for it, no. Am I looking for it? Yes. If it comes to me, will I accept it? Yes. Do I know how to accept love? Yes. Um, because you do have people who like, oh, I don't need no man. I don't want no man. Um, you, you don't know what it's like to be loved on or want to be loved. Like, I don't know. So that, that that's another subject in this day, also. Um, but I haven't, I haven't. It's been a long time, like you said to you. It's been a long time since I've actually felt what love feels like. But I want it. I know that it's coming to me. I want to manifest yes. that I'm going to definitely get it. Um, we're both going to definitely get it, but um, it's been a, it's been a long time. 
very long time. And the thing is, is that when I think about like a true love, I think about it being pure. Mm-hmm. I think about it's not something that you have to earn. Mm-hmm. It's just given to you freely. And yes, we we experience love in other ways. Uh, you know, Reese, you have love of your your family that you're close with, with with mm-hmm. your daughter, with your friends. You know, I have other avenues of love also. But what I also had to learn how to do is not allow other people, specifically on Twitter, because mm-hmm. that's the the app that I use primarily. But not allow what other people be making jokes about because a lot of times, like I have said before, the people be frauding because they be acting or saying one thing on social media and they real life be the complete opposite. Man. But one thing that I had said and I had wrote it on my status on Facebook was like, especially with Valentine's Day, I was like, hey, if you want romantic love and you tired of all this self-love stuff, then it's okay to feel that way. Because your feelings are valid. Man. Don't allow anybody to invalidate how you feel. If you don't want to do no self-love, you don't want to use your rose, you don't want to do none of that, and you really want to be coupled up, to have a partner, someone to love, someone to cuddle with, to kiss, and all the other good things that come along with mm-hmm. being in love, you have that right to feel that way. But... That was just something that I had wanted to encourage anybody who may have come across my status on Facebook or I might have wrote something similar on my Twitter or whatever. Instagram, like I said, I'm, I primarily, you know, promote the podcast on my Instagram, mm-hmm. but it's, it's valid. It's valid to feel that way. And it makes me so disappointed when I see women putting other women down for feeling that way. And Twitter... TikTok, because you know that some people love to bring TikTok over to Twitter and uh-huh. Instagram. <laughs> I tried to post a video on our Instagram page and I was pissed because they cut it off on Instagram. But anyway, uh, you know, that's not the place or the platform for you to express how you truly feel. Even when you're venting, because there's always going to be somebody that's contrary to how you feel. There are just some things you got to just keep off social media and keep in group chat. Yeah. You have yeah. to. You have to have a healthy outlet outside of social media because social media can be very unforgiving when you love somebody or if you might even feel lust for somebody because then weirdos want to be hopping in your mentions or in your DMs or whatever the case may be. And that might not even be what you're looking for. So you just got to be careful in how you navigate your feelings on social media and some things you just got to keep in the group chat, like for real. For real, for real. Because it it comes to a point where, um, again, you can't be vulnerable because these people don't love you. (laughs) They probably don't like you. Um, And they find anything to make a joke about. So certain Mm -hmm. things you really do have to keep to yourself. You can't really open up about, which is sad, but that's society. That's the society that we live in where it's hard for you to open up um, about yourself, about anything. Um, And to, to say that, um, Oh, 
you self-care isn't love like you low-key have to love yourself not even low-key you have to love yourself in mm-hmm. order for anyone else to love you because if right. someone comes to you with love and you don't know what it's like to be loved and you don't love yourself you're going to reject somebody who may be your future yes yeah, so you're going to self-sabotage yeah everything but you, you just have to keep in mind that again your vulnerability your true feelings and even in all of how valid they are, people on social media do not care. You have to get that through your mind. They do not care. And like I said, if you have friends, even if you made friends on the app, there may be a few people who empathize with you. Mm-hmm. But you know, anybody can quote retweet you if you have a like an open account and it's, you're, like your account's not private and locked. And it just brings unwarranted commentary and stuff like that, that you don't want to open yourself up to, especially if you are vulnerable in that moment. It is best just to like, hey, can we take this conversation offline? Or again, if you have friends already that you frequently speak to, keep that in the group chat. Mm-hmm. Keep that in the group chat because even, Reese, I've seen people can't even discuss when they are in love. On social no. media you and can't even discuss that because people be like Ugh, what you discussing that for that's not going to last it's just always something negative somebody has to say like you can't even express your good your good news without somebody saying well you don't know how single people might feel and you want to be bragging about the fact that you got engaged or whatever like like what you are not okay i need you to step mm-hmm. away from social media if you feel that way but people don't there are people who live for discourse on social media. So you, you can't even express the love that you have for your partner or your child, your friend, nothing. You cannot express that on social media now without somebody taking offense to it. Nope. They, um, and it's like, um, they don't recognize that this is love and this is what it is. We live in a society where um, everything is to be so tough. You don't have to love is for suckers type stuff. It's really not. You just don't know what it's like to be loved. Just say that. <laughs> just say that. Um, and it's it's sad because, um, like you said, people don't want to talk about their um, relationships. They don't want to talk about, you know, finding new love or even sometimes their dating experiences because sometimes it leads into a joke that goes viral. Sometimes it leads to um, going viral because people want to make a million think pieces about it. Um, Another thing that I noticed is that someone could love somebody. You, you seeing this man and you've been dating him for a while. He's telling you, he love you. He's showing you, he loving you. And then when you do decide to like, I guess broadcast it to the world, you put an emoji over his face and um i feel like you you're restricting your love like it's funny don't get me wrong it's funny it's funny because you're like oh you covering your man face because you don't want to see him because x y and z but there's people that really hate to see other people in love and will come out the woodwork and be like oh girl i, I used to talk to him yeah in mm-hmm. middle school right this is my man now like whatever whatever happened before me and it did especially if it didn't lead to children they don't got nothing to do with me he didn't beat you he didn't hurt you in no type of way 
y'all just wasn't together. I don't want to hear it. Let me enjoy my love. Um, because lust sometimes I have you out here looking crazy too. I've seen it plenty of times. Where um a girl thinks she's in love with a, a, a guy. He his name is emojis in her phone, but he not answering the phone because he out with somebody else, but he he got some bomb dick. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go follow and see where he is, or I'm gonna pull up on him. Yeah. That ain't love, baby girl. That's lust. It's just some good dick. Get it and, and keep it moving. Treat him as such. I feel, and then you have to recognize when um, a guy says that he does not want a relationship, you can't love him or lust him into a relationship either. Nope. You can't love him and lust him into a relationship. Um, the article also with Healthline says, how can you recognize uh, or invite lust? Um, you know, you know what you want. Go for it. You know that it's just sexual. Go for it. Protect yourself. Keep it moving. How can you recognize or invite love? Um, be compromising. Be patient. Uh, be acceptance to it. Um, commit to remove feelings uh, of judgment. Those are signs of love because, like you said, with the whole <laughs> with the whole toe thing. Like I might not like it, but I like you. I love you, so I'm going to accept like what you have. Now, you don't have to accept bad treatment from a person because you love them or um, you feel a certain type of emotional way about them. But, you know, you have to be patient also because in the Bible, love is patient. Love is kind. Now, I don't know what book and verse, but I know that's what it says in the Bible. Um, You have to be patient. And we we as humans don't have enough patience. Me included. Not at all. (laughs) Me included. Um, you have to compromise. Everything is not going to be your way. We all like to be spoiled. Sometimes you do need to spoil your partner. Male, female, non-binary. It's up to you. Um, you have to spoil your partner. You have to compromise. Accept that who they are. Because some people t- are who they are. As far as what they want to do, their career. Um, and, and you will see couples where... The, the woman is a doctor and the the husband is um a mechanic. It may not be your idea of relationship goals, quote unquote, but this theirs and it's comfortable for them. Um with love, you have to listen to their needs, listen to their and honor, listen to and honor their boundaries. Um and communicate, communicate to listen not just to respond and that's a human thing in any relationship um whether it's platonic um or romantic um you know the article also goes into to say uh is one more important than the other nope <laughs> um how do you know which one you want if anything at all so for me right now i want love Lust is nice, um, but lust doesn't keep me warm. Lust doesn't give me the tingling feeling inside. Lust doesn't give me butterflies. Lust doesn't boost my confidence. Lust doesn't um, love on me like I need to be loved on. 
Well, lust can give you a tingly feeling. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it can, it can definitely give you a tingly feeling, but it could definitely give you a tingly feeling. But yes, I um, and we have discussed this, and even though we're into the month of March, is National Women's Month. Mm-hmm. We're actually recording this on National Women's Day. Okay. Um, but when you hear this episode, you know, it will be Friday. But yes, so everything that we desire, we deserve that. But even in March, like I said, it's only been two months. What we desire still aligns with what we said we want in the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get that. We're going to get it by hook or crook. <laughs> But we're continuing to set boundaries. We're continuing to stand on what we will and will not do. Yes. We're not fitting to do this. We're not fitting to do that. But also being in a place of vulnerability to an extent. Like I said, you know, there are even in your friend groups, there are friends that you can really truly share every nitty gritty detail of your life. And then there's some friends you can't because also they might not even have mental capacity to handle it, or they might not even give you the right type of advice you need to not go off on a deep end. So also allowing that space and in your life for that. Right. But I, I love it. It's just, like I said, in the last four years, just evaluating What I could have done differently in the last relationship, what I could have done differently is break up sooner, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not Mm -hmm. even have a relationship. It should have just been lust, child. But just understanding a lot of things that I did that I could have done differently to make the communication between us better, the boundaries between us better, and we could have listened to each other's needs a whole lot better. So there are definitely things that I have been working on these last four years. And I'm just like, okay, where the man at? Where he at? Where he at? So I'm still on these streets, but I also ain't desperate either. <laughs> like life goes on. Yeah. But yes, you can, yeah. we can desire these things, but it doesn't consume us. We still got to get up and go to work. We still got to do day-to-day activities and, and have, you know, some time set aside for ourselves in our free time. So we don't have time just to be sitting idly by waiting for love. We ain't got time for that. No. We gotta work. We gotta bring home the bacon, the eggs and the cheese. We gotta bring all that home. And we the have good to continue. Toast. And some toast. <laughs> <laughs> With some tea. But we gotta continue to live our lives every day. We can't allow how we feel to consume us even though it's going to be there but it can't totally consume us to the point where we can't function because then we're not going to be no good right and we trying to be healthy from mental health to physical health emotional health etc etc we trying to be continue to be healthy out here y'all but don't get it twisted you step out of line we'll be quick to cuss you out okay Okay. Don't cross that line. Don't cross the line. Yeah, so the bottom line, basically, like, love and lust, they both have their own benefits. 
what you decide to do with them is up to you. Um, but make sure it's a happy choice for you. Um, don't go by what society is telling you to do. And I'm, I'm heavy on fuck society standards. Like what's for you is for you. What you want, you should get. Um, enjoy the benefits of both. Be open to love. Um, be open to lust if that's what you want in this time of your life. Um, but do it in a safe manner. Do it in a safe manner. Um, we also um want to close out the episode. We did Patreon um material content last month. We're gonna do some more in the month of April. Um, if you are not uh familiar, we are on Patreon and we are on the blue level, correct? T? Yes. Okay, the blue level. Um, and check out our Valentine's Day episode along with some of our other podcasters on the network. Um, we also have merch that's on the site. We have those linked in um the bio in the show notes. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Curvy Vixen. My page is private um because um I don't need a lot of weirdos. Um, and I'm not saying that people are weirdos, but you do have people that come in your um DMs with certain requests that I'm not one of them. So mm-hmm. you're gonna get a you're gonna get attitude from me if you come to me incorrect. That's all that is to it. Um our love draw is on uh Facebook, Love Draw Podcast. It is also on Twitter and Instagram at Love Draw Pod. Um T, what are your tags? You can find me on Twitter at T the Gym. You can find me on Instagram at underscore T the Gym. Um if you follow me just say hey to let me know that you're following me like don't just be a lurker like i don't understand that like you, something comment yeah i don't i don't like that on any of the social media platforms like interact with me because if you don't then that's just weird but as Reese mentioned yes we are going, going to continue to provide Hashtag content by way of our Patreon. If you are interested in being a guest, you have a topic in mind, you can reach out to the both of us. Um, yes, check out our shows on the regular feed, the, the most recent episode of Ratchet Ramblings. Uh, Candace and Jeremy also did a video podcast episode a few weeks prior. You can also find them behind the paywall on Ratchet Reloaded. You can find Candace and myself also behind the paywall on the wind down. Uh, we have Gary with the Boo Boo Wrap Up. We have so many different shows. Some of them are on hiatus for the time being, but you can always go back and listen to old episodes. And just, yeah, just don't be afraid to interact with us. And you it's know, always here. a good time here if, if flawless noise. Always a good time. And you might not be privy to our personal conversations yeah. offline, but we will definitely engage with you. So don't be afraid. Um again, happy um women's history month. History month. Happy Women's Day. Um by the time you hear this, it will be Friday. So um thank you in advance. And uh, it was good and happy listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.